Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Sixty-eight on my podcast, the Home Intelligent Rambling, right here in Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russell Hale, home of the longest-running single-hosted pop culture podcast in Ontario. Welcome to the show. Got a great show lined up for you today. Lots of things to talk about because, as I keep saying, this is like my busiest time of year. <laughs> this time of year, everything is always coming out. That's why I put in like some extra episodes for y'all to listen to. Before we get into what's on the content for today's show, I did want to mention something at the top that happened between the that last recording and this one is the passing of what I would say, and I'm going to say this now, and many people will agree with me, one of the best voice actors for Batman ever there was. It's sad. I hate to have to report this, but Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, the animated series that started way back in 1992, died, of course, unfortunately, due to cancer at the age of 66. And this is just you know, awful news. And it's so sad to see a guy that age no longer in this world anymore. And I mean, you have other actors like Clint Eastwood, who's he's pushing close to a hundred and he's still going. And, and poor Kevin Conroy couldn't even get that high. Uh, so it's a shame. I did want to acknowledge him because he has been the voice. You know, he was the voice of fat man for over 30 years. And, you know, he, he did, you know, um, he did voice work with the character uh, with with nearly, you know, 60 other Batman productions over the years. And that includes, you know, 15, you know, films, a lot of the direct-to-video uh, direct Batman adaptations, 400 episodes of television. And, you know, that's combining Batman mid-series, Superman, Justice League, <laughs> Unlimited Justice League, and, and many video games. Too. Most recently, of course, uh, you know he he was he's, he was a voice of Batman in the in the multiverses a game, which that sadly will be his last work. Uh, you know he also uh, you know did a lot of animated work beyond Batman the animated series, including the Venture Brothers, Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy cartoon movie, which I didn't ever seen that Ben Ten Alien Force, as well as video games like Lords of EverQuest, Max Payne Two. And Jax and Dax, the Precursor Legacy, which is a fun old PlayStation game. You ever tried to play that? I miss PlayStation games. So that, and his last on-screen performance was, of course, in 2019, where he got to play a, a, a much oh, kind of out there Bruce Wayne in the uh, Crisis of Infinite Earth crossover that the CW had, which <laughs> this stands right now, probably the best crossover CW-verse 
series they ever did. And then he played a uh, out of sorts Batman in that one. Not, not a very nice version. <laughs> one that this kind of lost it a bit. So that was the last really on-screen performance we'll ever have of him. And and I just want to send my heartfelt out to all the other fellow fans of him, like myself, all his family and friends. Uh, you know, I, I share in your grief. He is a voice that will be missed uh, when, it, when it comes to Batman. And it's sad to hear that, you know, with the, going forward, unless he records something before his death that has been released yet, there will no longer be any animated versions of the Bat without with with Kevin Conroy uh, doing his bit to it. And what amazes me too with that is in over 30 years he could still do the voice, man. He, and he, he was able to maintain it. And that's not an easy thing to do, you know. But that's just the talent of what it is. And it's a shame. I really wish I could have met him at a convention and interviewed him for the show. He he joins the list of of many actors and actresses that are no longer on this planet that I wish I'd had a chance to catch up to. And, and that's, that's a shame. And, and, and I hope that at least he's at peace because cancer is nasty. And, and, and I'm sad to, to take such a, seemingly was a really nice guy too. From what all accounts I could see. One other thing I want to mention about Kevin Conroy before I, I wrap up talking about him. <laughs> what I really loved about, what he did with Batman, the Batman voice and animated series. And he kind of went away from this as the, as the character evolved over the years. When he first started the show, he would have a Bruce Wayne voice and then he would have a Batman voice. And he made a difference between it, which made sense. So people wouldn't be like, well, Bruce, you talk a lot like uh, Batman sounds, <laughs> you know, he did differentiate it. And I liked that. That brought me back to the old memories of the classic Spider-Man show from the 1960s, where there was a Peter Parker voice and there was a Spider-Man voice and they were completely different from each other. So that logic in like when he put on the suit, his voice changed. When he was Parker, he has another voice so people wouldn't, you know, guess his identity so well. And it's nice to see that all those years later, another character would have the same take in it. Now, sadly, as that his portrayal of Bruce Wayne Batman aged uh, or went through the years, uh, he, the 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 difference between him talking as Bruce and talking as Batman pretty much went away, and he had the same voice doing both aspects of the character, which I was you know I thought man you know I wish he kind of kept that difference, but it kind of blended into one, and that I guess that was the choice. But I liked it when it was completely separate because it you know made it a little more believable than him just using the same voice all the time and not people going wait. You sound a lot like, you know, that kind of thing. I always, I always like that when they do that. To me, you know, if you're gonna have a, a you know, a, an, an alternate life as a superhero, then you should find something to change your voice somehow, so people don't guess your identity so much. You know, just, just saying. So I, I wanted to point that out before I stop talking about the, the late great Kevin Conroy. So not to start the show on a sad note, but I did have to say my piece. I still need to get a Twitter out about that. I know I'm slow in the draw, but uh, I, I'd say that at least in this show uh, that get that out because he will always be one of my favorite voice actors uh, for that character. 
hands down. So with that out of the way, <laughs> I'd be all doom and gloomy, but I, I did have to get that out of the way. What's on this week's show? We've got a good variety of stuff to talk about. Uh, first up today on Blu-ray, I'll be my Blu-ray review of a brand new feature from the right, nice folks at Well Go USA Entertainment, courtesy of them. That is The Witch, the other one, uh, which is the story of another story of a supernatural girl with very crazy powers. I, I reviewed this digitally a while back, but now I'll give you my take of the home video release of this movie. So another double shot, which I occasionally do on this very show. And then, uh, speaking of last from the past, the 4K Blu-ray movie review of Aqua Teen Forever Plundasm, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, which is a reunion of, of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force show, and more on that when I talk about that later on the program. And then we go to the world of Halo, Halo, for my Blu-ray review of Halo Season 1, courtesy of Paramount pictures home entertainment and i know previously i talked about halo when it came out but now i have my blu-ray review of this season so i'm gonna re revisit and then to round off the show today we're gonna give you my blu-ray review of a brand new movie courtesy of the great folks of universal pictures home entertainment and that is beast starring idris elba where a, a father and two young girls have to fight for their lives with a very mean, crazy, crazy lion. That's all on this episode of Ramble Russell. So I'm going to take a little musical interlude right up the first review of the show. The first player movie review for this episode is The Witch 2, the other one, courtesy of Well Go USA Entertainment. Now this is a sequel to The Witch, The Subversion, which came out back in 2018, although it's not, it may almost be called uh, Manyeo. You know, sometimes Korean things have they change the titles on them. And is is a is a direct sequel to that first movie. In the first movie, we get introduced to a world where these poor young girls have been genetically manipulated and have these crazy telekinesis superpowers. I'm talking crazy. <laughs> And 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 it, the the first one was basically you know her, her struggle to find out why she's the way she is, and then while she's trying to figure that out, there are you know forces from the company that created her trying to you know bring her back, sort of thing. So it, it's that kind of fight. In, in this movie, in the sequel, it it kind of picks up very similar to the first in that you have another young girl who, when they start this out, she's just like riding on a bus with some friends and then the bus gets diverted and then suddenly things go horribly, horribly wrong and her life gets turned completely upside down, but not in a good way, like Fresh Prince. And and she, just like the first movie, she's on for struggle to, to save her life from the, the, the evil forces of this agency that you know, is responsible for how she is. Much like the first movie, it is extremely violent. And and if you are squeamish in any way, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you might, you know, want to... Uh, it might not be for you. And, and it's very chilling, to, you know, to see that happen, to go from, like, <laughs> this poor girl who... 
who goes from her life being what she thought was normal to nothing but normal. This is written and directed by the same director from the first movie, so you can you can tell it has the same flavor. And there's there's one actor. <laughs> Most of the dialogue, it's a Korean movie, is in subtitles. So it's like you know, all these other Korean movies. If subtitles bother you, maybe you should watch another movie. <laughs> Uh, so for the most part, it's it's mostly Korean and, and translated, although there is some English that gets thrown in there every once in a while. And there is one character who pretty much speaks mostly English throughout one of the kind of guys, uh, hunting down guys, throughout it with very little speaking Korean. So that's that. I, and much like the first movie, the, the action sequences are crazy. There's a huge fight at the end that man uh <laughs> it, it's it's funny i watched this movie and then i watched the the first um firestart a while back with good old drew barrymore and some of the stunts in that movie like i said when i reviewed the this the, the sequel reboot are crazy what they did back in the day and this is similar along that it's like man <laughs> some of been super creative uh, when they film this, and and it's very much sci-fi-ish, very much kung fu, very much just crazy action in this, and and has an ending that's like okay, they they probably could do another one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not all tied up uh, when it comes to it. Overall, I mean, it is what it is. I I I'm always continually impressed by these young actresses that get put through these roles. Cause there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. I'm surprised some of these ones don't get like a little PSD. So if you like the first one, it's more of the same. A lot of the, a lot of the characters from the first one come back into this one. Cause it's all the same organization, right? That's trying to track these girls down. <laughs> so you have that, uh, when it, when it comes to it and, and it is what it is. It's, it's very violent telekinesis. <laughs> and, and, you know, and in the impact uh, of that, so so it's like anybody around this poor girl, you are you are not safe. And and some of the martial arts or fights are just really crazy in this. So they really up the ante with it. Uh, for this time around, I mean, it, and it does look good on Blu-ray. I did watch it on my 4K set, just some some bits of it because I had I have reviewed this movie before. And the, 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 the Blu-ray conversion is good. I mean, it is a lot better than watching a little screener. And, and so the, the quality is good. I don't think there's a 4K of this. It's strictly just Blu-ray. A lot of uh, well-go stuff is strictly just regular Blu-ray. For extras, you don't get a lot. I'm going to tell you. You just get it behind the scenes. And, and you do get an English language soundtrack and a trailer if you want. My problem... <laughs> When you, when you when you try to listen to it with 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 you know English voices, is a lot of times the the English voice they pick for the character doesn't always match the <laughs> the way the character looks. Sometimes you do a really good job, but sometimes it's like really off. And and I'd rather hear the actual actors' voices legitly and read subtitles. But because then I know it's actually them speaking, not a dub over. So that's your preference. I mean, if if you don't like to read a lot, you can't. Sometimes the translations, what they say, and then what I see in the screen, 
I'm always mad. I always find that funny. It's like, should that be matching up completely? So, because, you know, it's that, that challenge of trying to match English words to the lips to make it look like they're actually speaking English when they're not really doing that. Uh, for a lot of the characters. It is what it is. It's another one of these action movies. Does it help to have watched the first one to watch the second? In a way, uh, because the, the, the characters from the agency that's trying to track her down, you know, you, you have them carry over and they do make references to the first movie. So by watching the first one before you watch the second one, you'll get some references more. Overall, I mean, if you just watch the standalone, a sister crazy girl with psychic powers is being chased by governmental forces that want to bring her in, and lots of violent deaths occur. And, you know, and she puts yourself and other people around her in danger. Yeah, but you know, you can just kind of forego that. But if you want, I guess, a, a bit better, like, greater picture of it all, then, you know, see if you can track down the first one and, and watch it. it. It is something, uh, you know, I really had this kind of scale of crazy ass, you know, telekinesis in a while. And and these movies do more with the telekinesis than I would say that the recent Firestarter did, where the Firestarter kind of went to a certain point, the new one, and kind of drew back a little bit. This one is balls to the wall. And it's not just her with crazy psychic powers. Some of the people that pursue her have abilities too. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a good mix of action going on. And, and yeah, and, and it's definitely worth checking out. Long as, as I say, with these, the long shot squeamish in any way, shape, or form. It, it's a shame there is no commentary, you know, even if it was like foreign with English subtitles for it. I, that's still been kind of cool, but it's bare bones when it comes to extras on this release. So that is my take of The Witch 2, the other one on Blu ray, courtesy of the great folks at WellGo USA Entertainment. Put a spell on you Cause you're mine You better stop the things you do
4K Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Aquatine Forever Plantasm, courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this video to review for the podcast, and Pans I Express are my own. Now, of course, this is the second Aquatine Hunger Force movie. They had a uh, uh, first movie was way back in 2007, and the Aquatine Hunger Force show ran from... 2000 to 2005 and produced 140 episodes that aired on the Adult Swim Network. <laughs> Adult, Swim, Adult Swim content of the Cartoon Network. Now, this is one of these shows, I'm be honest with you, Ramblers. I'd heard about this for a while, but never got around to really watching it. And they, they, they had just recently released the whole complete series of the show. I had requested it from Warner Brothers, but sadly, me and a few other reviewers... We didn't get a copy of that, so I really can't talk about the show completely because I didn't have a chance to check out the original run of it. But, suffice it to say, the plot, from what I could gather, is basically on the, these three really weird characters <laughs> consisting of a meatball that was just basically a meatball that kind of talks like this. It's kind of like a softer, uh, like a nicer golem, but not as creepy. So, <laughs> this meatball... Then you have um, uh, a shake. Uh, then you have the shake character, and then a a Frylock guy, which is say like uh, a fast major fast food joy. I'm not going to say their name. Begin with an M. Say you take their fries and you put a face on the package. There's your Frylock. Oh, and then the shake is Master Shake. That's right. And, and joined with their kind of crass, kind of rude neighbor, Carl. So that's kind of the premise of the show. And I guess they go on adventures, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> In this movie, this is very much a... It's one of those movies, you know, where they go, what would happen to cartoon characters if they kind of weren't friends after so many years? <laughs> and this is that same premise where, you know, it's been a long time since the last movie. We were talking, you know, like 15 years. And and these three characters, four characters have kind of gone their separate ways. Uh, sort of, kind of. And through the events of this movie, they, they kind of get back together again and to thwart the plans of an evil corporate dude. <laughs> that, uh, that tries to take all the rule with plants. Now, this is one of these movies, and I'm, I'm guessing the show was like this. This is a cartoon, because part of Adult Swim, that's not meant for kids. They... <laughs> There are parts of this cartoon that are very violent and very adult-orientated. There's just one point where the Carl character is, let's say, enjoying himself in a very adult way. I don't want to go too much into that, because I try to be, you know, SFW. But all he's to say, he's having some fun, and they don't hide it. <laughs> so it's... If if you are offended easily, if 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 you are a very prude person and offended by the crude, then yeah, 
uh, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> now, again, I approach this as I've never seen anything before, so I didn't really know much going in other than these are weird characters and their buddies. <laughs> and and it is what it is. Uh, it, it's it's animated a certain way that yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's quite the movie. The humor is crass. If I'm gonna say it. I would not watch this with my nephew and niece around. No, no, no. It is not, not, it's not for the kids. Uh, and, you know, I guess there was this kind of a reunion movie for these characters. Uh, looking, watching this in 4K, yeah, I mean, it's pretty as it's going to look for, for this uh, when it comes to that. Extras around. I mean, it, this probably, if you were like a super fan of this old show, then the, you probably get more of it than I would. Uh, when it comes to extras, and this is something that extras that, that Warner seems to be doing this a lot. They did this with um, some seasons of uh, Rick and Morty. And one of your extras for this, you know, uh, Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm is a movie poster. And this is a movie poster of the actual cover of the disc. And it's a good size poster. I didn't measure it out. But it folds out pretty good. Like it's it's a good size size poster. And of of the cover art of the disc. So if you really like the cover art and you're a super aqua teen Uncleforged fans, then yeah, you know, you can fold it out and there you go. It's a big old poster. So that's one of the um and it's exclusive. You can't get it to anywhere else. Besides that, you do get commentary by the creators, and it, I, I listened to the commentary track, and it is <laughs> as out there as the show. I was listening to all my white white goes, what the heck is that going on? I get it's commentary for the show. I know it sounds weird. The show's weird. So keep that in mind. It's it's very uh if you're looking for um it's <laughs> Not on the comedic end of it, let's just say. You also get uh, um, so you get commentary on also the 4K. Now, that's the only extra you get on the 4K is commentary. All the other extras are strictly on the Blu-ray because this is a 4K Blu-ray digital copy pack. Uh, on the Blu-ray, you get deleted scenes, a music video, and it's, it's an odd one. Uh, an alternative cut and behind the scenes. Uh, it's not a big featurette. Uh, but it does go over the, some of the producers of the show and the voice actors. You get to see the voice actors talking about it, which is kind of cool. Always appreciate that. And and so it's, it's a little light on extras, but at least there is some. And I, I you know I I see too far far too many people that don't put it voice actor actors in any extras. It is what it is uh, the cover of it, and I don't talk about covers very often. But Warner Brothers seems to be of all the people lately, they seem to be doing this more with their animated ones has a nice kind of shiny foil cover to it. And then if you tilt it the right way, it kind of shines. Uh, they've been doing that a lot lately, and it's cool that they're doing that here. And the actually, the opening bit is very much, um, you know, very much uh, a nod to Aliens, or the Alien franchise, very much so. It's like, you know, you're referencing a franchise that belongs to another studio, just so you know that, but that's... It was funny when when studios do that. Overall, it is what it is. The a movie ends in a way that is kind of dark. 
It really is. It's like, okay, that's how we're ending it. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Long-term fans either may not like it or it's like, oh, yeah, it was just a show. This is how the show is. And maybe that's fine. But it's a very dark, dark ending. So, uh, and, you know, if, if, if you're a fan, this is going to look at. If you're looking for something completely different, yeah, this will be it. So that's that's kind of my take on it. So that's my take on Aqua Teen Forever Forever Plantasm on 4K Blu-ray. And regular Blu-ray combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment.
I'm looking out I'm surrounded by your embrace Baby, I can see your halo Know you're my saving grace Everything I need and more It's written all over your face Baby, I can feel your halo TV show on Blu-ray review for this episode is Halo Season 1, courtesy of Paramount Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, this is, of course, I, I talked about this previously when it first aired on Paramount Plus. This is our Paramount Plus show that is hitting home video. And I'll say this before, like I keep saying it. Thank you, Paramount, for actually putting your streaming shows on physical media. You paying attention, Disney? It's nice that they keep doing this, and this is just another one of these. Now, it was. this has been an interesting show. I talked about this previously, and I'm mixed feelings about Halo. Now, as you know, as I've talked about this before, Ramblers, I'm, I'm a, a relatively new Halo fan. I only discovered the franchise a few years ago, even though it's been out for ages. And I have been playing Halo Infinite, and I did get the Master Chief Collection a while back. And, and as first-person shooter games go, I enjoy them. You know, uh, there's some points, there's some, there's some parts of the Halo games where I get really stuck, and my wife will know. I'll get really angry and upset, and she'll stop playing if I get angry. And, and I have to, like, take a break and then come back. Um, but for the most part, I've always enjoyed that universe. And when I heard they were going to do a show about it, I thought, here we go. Let's go. And, and, and... Visually, much like, you know, any modern sci-fi show, like any modern Star Trek show, this show looks terrific. And finally being able to see it on, like, my 4K set, it looks good. Like, the, the battles, the, 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 you know, the special effects, tremendous on the show. And one of the complaints, I, although I have, about this season, and it's only a nine-episode season, really short, is that the action that does occur is few and far between in that you have a great action sequence with the Spartans and the aliens, right? Episode one, wha-bam, we're in it, right? Right there. And then kind of talky-talk-talk, yappy-yap-yap, yappy-yap-yap, and then another good action sequence in episode five. Like, all right. And then <laughs> it takes another break of yappy-yap-yap, and then we don't get another really good kind of Spartan action sequence until the last episode, episode nine. And I'm thinking, okay, you've had nine episodes this season. And out of the nine, there's only three that actually have Spartans in action, in armor, kicking butt, taking names. Let's go. Because that's the whole appeal of the, of the Halo franchise. I am H.O., right? That it's, it's, you know, it's dudes in suits getting things done. And in this case, dudes and dudettes. <laughs> and then so that, to me, that's the franchise. That's, that's why these games have endured so long, right? <laughs> Is that. 
Now, casting-wise, for the most part, I liked how this show was casted. I thought, you know, Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, I think, you know, he did a good job. I don't think he was given enough. And a lot of his stuff, for for show <laughs> that's named Halo, and the series is always about Master Chief, right? It's always centered around him and Cortana and everything. For show that's supposed to be that, and, and I may probably mention this in the preview before, but I'm going to mention it again right now. There was not a lot of the attention. A lot of the attention from Master Chief was taken away and focused on other incendiary, other characters. Many of them knew that they brought in to the Halo universe instead of him. Like a focus seemed to be too split away. Yes, he was in every episode. But, 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 it really was, he wasn't really the focus. You had these three female characters, again, many did use first time for the show, of, of, of Kwan Ha, uh, played by Kieran Ha. Then you had the character of, um, uh, the, the, the kind of alien girl, uh, Maki, played by Charlie Murphy. Murphy. And then you had, uh, the character of Dr. Miranda Keys, played by Olivia Gray. And in these three females who kind of, you know, like one's with the rebels, one's with the UNSC, and one is with the aliens, they took up the, the focus sheet to shift between these three females and not so much Master Chief. Master Chief was like a secondary character in his own show. And, and I... I still think that was a bad move. Now, points given uh, to to the actress who played Dr. Halsley. I think, uh, you know, watching these games, she was spot on with it. And and Jen Taylor, who did the Cortana character, like, she's Cortana from the games. So that was kind of nice that she got to do that. What they did with Master Chief at the end. You know me, Ramblers, I'm not a spoily kind of guy. I, I didn't spoil it before, and I'm not going to spoil it now. But I'm going to say, what happened to Master Chief at the end of, of the season? They did something to him. I don't know how they're going to walk it back. Okay? They did something to him that is like, man, really? How, how are you going to fix this? How are you going to fix what you did to this character? Because... If you, you know, to me, if you're like a super duper, you know, Master Chief fan, if you were like, I love the Master Chief, I have like 10,000 figures and I love him and he's the best. And, 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 and the way he gets, like that last episode, ooch, ooch, ooch. And this, this comes from, and we'll get into this more when I talk about the extras, but this comes from the producers of the show saying, Oh, we just love the Halo franchise and we want to honor it because of its history, yada, yada. We want to do it right. And <laughs> every time I hear that, by behind the scenes, every time, Ramblers, I hear that on a show where, where a character gets, something gets done to this character, but, but you know, and you're like, what the bleep did I just watch? And, and then, then you watch the extras and, and they keep talking about, 
oh, we're trying to honor this and we're trying to, you know, honor it, but bring something new in. La, 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 la. And I'm thinking like, well, you know, if you truly felt this way, then why did you make this decision with the character? Really? Really? Why? 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 And, and if I could interview with them, I'd ask them because it just boggles the mind uh, with this. Now, <laughs> how quickly they undo what they did in the first, in the second season, because it has been picked up for a second season. Thank goodness this is not a one season wonder. Holy moly. With that end of that last episode, if this show had turned out to be a one-season wonder, if there was no resolution to this thing, oh, man, talk about a disservice. Talk about a disservice. Ouch, 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 ouch. That would not be good. Now, I will get points in this season for the rest of the Spartans. In, in this show, I thought, you know, they were really well done. I, I did like the, the characters of Riz 028, of Vanek, of, uh, of the X Spartan and Soren, and, you know, and of uh, Kai 125. I thought, you know, they, they did some things there that kind of expanded on the lore a little bit, which, which I liked. And I, and I liked the, the interpretation of it. And I think Halsley was, was pretty spot on to the game from what I've seen. But I don't know. I don't know what they have planned for season two. It, it, it's a big old cliffhanger. I'll tell you that. Uh, and and I'm curious to see how quickly they resolve it. Uh, so that's my take on the season itself. Now let's get an extras. And, you know, Ramblers, I've been saying for the last little while that lately, I don't know what it is, but when stuff hits the home video market, some sometimes people are just getting lazy and they don't, like the amount of extras I see that get put on the CW, you know, superhero shows is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking over the years. And, and I don't like that trend. I mean, it just, you know, I, 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 I get things on physical media, not just so I have a copy of the show because I want extras with it. Well, I, I'm happy to say, but at least with Halo, you, they have delivered extras on this. So, you know, say what you will about season. But th this first season comes with over five hours of special features. Five hours. And that's pretty good. The, the, one of the main bulk of the special features is, is a little featurette called Declassified, right? And this is one of those after-show shows, right? They've been doing this for a while now. Uh, I think The Walking Dead did something similar in a way. It's very, you know, produced and it has this host and for all nine episodes, it's very formulaic, uh, but, but they, she, <laughs> every episode, she changes her outfit and her hairstyle. I, I, and I was like, wait a minute. And they do. Every of the nine episodes, she has a different hairstyle. She has a different outfit. And I find it kind of funny that the first few ones, her outfit choices were like, did you pick this out or did the show pick this out for you? <laughs> it's got a little bit out there. And then as the, the season went through, uh, her, her, the choices, her outfit choices seemed to kind of calm down a bit. But it makes you wonder if some of the days were like, Jay, why don't you want to the taping? We don't care. 
but the featurettes are interesting. It does give you a really good chunk of the behind the scenes look. And, and a lot of them you can tell, like this show was definitely filmed during the, the height of, of, of COVID, of the pandemic because a lot of the scenes, people wearing face masks and all these interviews are done remotely. You know, there's the only person in the studio was her and the, you know, disembodied voice of Cortana. None of these actors show up in the studio. It's all through probably Zoom, more than likely, or Skype. Probably Zoom because the quality was good. And Skype lately, eh, not so much. Uh, so, so all they're done. And it's and she interviews each show. She interviews a cast member. And then they have a little extra. They have some you know, like tributes to fandom. You, you hear from some people who are big fans of the show, including a very famous wrestler. Bebe, who has his little point about talking about um, about Halo and some you know hardcore collectors and lovers of the franchise, so that's cool. Little fan service in there, and the dialogue is it's a little cringy, but it is what it is. And more likely, they'll 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 probably bring this back again for the second season. But I like when shows do that. It's enough that it whets your appetite, but it doesn't spoil it. And what's cute is the top of each episode. They give a very, well, they try to be creative, a very spoiler warning, like, you know, if you keep watching this little little show, it's going to spoil things if you already watched the episode that just aired. So that's kind of cute. Uh, so you have those declassifieds. Uh, then you have uh, a feature on the creating the costumes of Halo. And and uh, I'm really impressed they actually use real suits. You know, just not just a bunch of people with mocap. They actually use real suits. Uh, then you have weapons and vehicles of Halo, uh, dissecting the Battle of Madrigal, which is a really good battle. Uh, Becoming Spartans, where they go over the training of what they went into to do actually train to be military people. Uh, the Lake of Eternal Life, a song from Halo Score, where it's a little featurette on the actual you know the composing of the music. Uh, the world of Halo, the making of Cortana, where they show how they brought that character to life and how they did use a lot of mocap, but a very interesting way. The culture of the Covenant and adapting Halo to the TV screen and how they were taking, say, taking aspects of the game and then bringing it to, but of course, bringing something new to it. Overall, uh, and, you know, oh, and the other kind of um, special, I guess, extras you get with this is, and this is a big trend lately, I don't know why, uh, but with the set, you do get seven collector art cards. These are nice, glossy, sm somewhat smelly, but nice way. Uh, cards from uh, little character profiles from each of the characters of the season. You have Riz 028, you have Soren, you have Kwan, Akai 125, Dr. Halsey, and of course, Master Chief. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with these cards other than these are nice glossy shiny pictures that you could maybe mount them and frame them they're not that very big they're only if i were to measure them out they're only about let's see uh four and a half inches wide by oh let's say about six inches long so not that big just enough to kind of fit within the slipcase. So if you want, you can just put them in the slipcase. I don't know what other uh, uses you'd have for them. It's all the pitch, it's, it's all the same pictures in the back of the same halo. And then these little kind of side portraits of the characters in costume on the front of them. So that is that. Overall, I mean, I, I did enjoy the, the first season of Halo. Graphically, 
it looks really good. I'm really hoping second season wise. Okay. You know, we've, we've established the universe. So second season, we need to number one, fix what happened to poor master chief at the end of the last episode. That's all I'm going to say. I like, couldn't believe I saw it when it happened. Although they were leading up to it. Um, and, and two, once that's done, Let's focus on more what people want to see, and that's action, 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 and let's talk, talk, talk. All right? Not, you know, in a, more than three episodes of fighting in a nine-episode series. Come on, people. And hopefully we can, you know, maybe get a slightly better fan reception to that. Because I think that's, that's, to me, as a man, as, you know, somewhat casual fan of Halo, newish fan of halo that's what the show is missing let let's let's bring the show more front and center back to to the main dude of the franchise and then maybe maybe we get better received what a concept so that is my take of a halo season one on the blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at paramount home entertainment
My second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Beast, courtesy of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, this is a brand new uh, movie starring Idris Elba. Of course, you're saying, wait a minute, I know that name from other things. Yes, he's been in a lot of movies lately. <laughs> and this is very much a movie, uh, you know, of of man versus nature. You know, in literature, there are lots of themes. There's man versus man and man versus whatever and man versus nature. This is another man versus nature or maybe man versus nature and man versus beast. Something like that. It's a versus movie. And it's basically a survival with, uh, with the character that it just the plays. He, he's the father of two young girls who, whose mother uh, died in where they are. And and they've journeyed back to kind of you know the the South Africa to to like a pilgrimage back to her, and 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 while they are there, they they have they have their they have their friend Martin. While they are trying to, you know, um, you know, visit the the homeland, if you will, uh, they 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 come across uh, a lion going crazy. Where they established at the start of the movie that, okay, there's this, they, these poachers were hunting a pack, and this one lion escaped, and now it's out for revenge. It's very similar to a movie, I didn't get a chance to watch this before I did this review, unfortunately, called Ghost in the Darkness. I don't know if you remember that. That's from way, what, years ago with Val Kilmer, where it was similar premise, where you had this, you know, this lion just kind of stalking man. And so, and then back then it was used with a lot of prosthetics, and it was a really good suspenseful movie. I remember it from a while back. I don't remember it like totally clear, but that's the last kind of killer lion movie I remember. Now, maybe there's been some other ones, but that was quite a film. It's one of those ones, if I don't have it on video, man, I need to get that sometime. So it's along the same veins that this time you have a father and two young girls in the mix, not just a bunch of dudes getting hung to by crazy, crazy, crazy lion. So that's kind of the difference of it. Uh, also, so you have, uh, so the, um, actors involved. This is one of these movies that it doesn't have a lot. It's like a very minimal in cast. You have, uh, Kess played by Martin Monroe or Martin Monroe played by Kess. And you have, um, and then he, uh, Idris Elba plays Dr. Nate Samuels. His daughter, Nora is played by Leah Jeffries. And his daughter, Meredith Samuels, is played by Yana Haley, or Halley, Halley, H-A-L-L-E-Y. And, and the kids in this, for their credit, do a pretty good job. And I was curious, when watching this, you know, how much is prosthetics? You know, how much is puppetry? How much is CGI-ness? And I gotta say, for the most part of it, it's a good mix. Like, I'm watching this movie. Now, this only came out on Blu-ray, a collector's edition Blu-ray DVD combo pack. There is, at this time of this recording, no 4K release of this disc. Now, this is Universal, folks. We've seen this before, where sometimes they release something on Blu-ray, and then months later, a lot some other studios do it too, L, you know, surprise, surprise, there's a 4K version of this. So... It could still be out, you know, that could still be in, in the works. For now, though, I mean, this it looks good in just regular Blu-ray on my 4K set. I mean, I looked really good, and I like the way it's shot. It, it is a slow burn, you know, keep granted most of the action doesn't happen, you know, until the latter part of the movie. But the lion, oof, I mean, did a really good job there. And there's one point where some friendly lions are interacting with 
with one of the actors, and it's like, man, how, I'm looking at it going, how did they get Lions to do that with somebody? And when you watch actors, you go, oh, that's how they did it. But it surprised me. It's like, man, they just movie effects are getting really, really good these days. <laughs> And and so it, it's that kind of story. Now, keep in mind, it's a little gory because, you know, some poor village got just smuckered by the by the by the lion. So there's some ooh, nasty kind of torn up bloody bodies. You know, so if you're a little squeamish, maybe not going to be the best movie for you. <laughs> but, you know, if you can get around that. It's good. It does build up suspense in it, and 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 the the fight at the end between Idris Elba and the lion. Man, I I don't know. Even the Ghost in the Darkness, if there was a scene where it was like mon, man versus kitty, mano a mano, and all he's got armed with himself is a bloody knife. Now that's an knife. So <laughs> you know, and so that's the way that was filmed. That was very cool, and and, and I think really well done. So, so if you're looking at an overall kind of, you know, it's it's scary but gory, but not enough that it's gruesome. Above all, you just know some of the villagers getting mauled, but it it could like it goes to a certain point, and then it goes well. We'll just draw back a little bit, but very suspenseful when it comes to that. So for extras, it's not a bad uh, set considering what what you get. It's it's you know it's not a lot of disc with this. You get deleted scenes, which is an exclusive deleted scene from Beast. Not. It's there. I mean, they probably trimmed it for timing reasons. You get Man vs. Lion, the final battle. This is a really inside look at how they filmed it and how they made it look good as the way it did. Then there's Creating the Beast. It's an excellent featurette that, you know, how how they sit down with the director and how he, and what he envisioned for the beast and how they put this crazy line together. And then making it real, the wounds, and it's it's a nice little featurette where you have the um, you know prosthetic supervisor, and the prosthetic's assistant, and they walk through all the all the limbs and all the body parts and all the gore they did to build that up, and how they made injuries look on the the actor is quite real, and then you get to filming the beast territory. This is this is where you visit Limpopo, South Africa, where the cast and the beast traveled to capture all the vistas. And they say, like, in one of the featurettes, say, you know, they said we should film this this in Georgia, Atlanta. Uh, we said, no. <laughs> I don't blame them. You can fake Atlanta for a lot of things. But Africa, boy on them for going there and actually filming there. Because, yeah, that, that makes total sense. And then uh, Family Bond, the cast of Beast. This is, you know... You actually meet the director and the lead actors and really see that they, they formed a bit of a smaller mini family on set. And that can happen, especially when you're putting characters in major jeopardy. And then a lion's pride. And this is a feature on the tragic truth about lion poaching that is actually happening in South Africa right now. That, 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 that part of it isn't so much fiction. There are poor lions that are being hunted down just for you know not for oh we gotta control the population but for more nefarious reasons so it kind of highlights that it's sad to see that happen but we can't be a mean little race and so that's it what something is really missing and i'm surprised no commentary by the director or you know and maybe throw an idris elba and then young actresses in it like what <laughs> i mean why why didn't you include that like that's of all movies, since it's such a small little intimate movie, I thought, oh, well, maybe they'll maybe they'll do that in here, but nope. 
Uh, when it comes to young actresses, I thought as uh, you know, their, their dynamic together as sisters really worked. I mean, they really, they really bonded quickly and, and that worked for them. When it comes to these actresses where you've seen them before, the one that played uh, the actress Leah Jeffries, she's been in quite a few things so far. And I'm thinking like, where have I seen her before? Uh, she re she was in the show Empire from 2015 to 2016, so I remember as as Lola. So she was in that, and and I guess she's a bit of a singer too. <laughs> uh, when it comes down, so she's done a bit of work. This is probably your first big movie, and especially with a guy like Idris. I mean, that talk about a kid like oh who are you acting with oh Idris Elba, one of the biggest actors <laughs> of our day. So that's cool. And the character that played Meredith, uh, Iyanna Haley, or Holly, uh, she has been. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, you know, and, and a few other things. Uh, nothing much that I've seen. Uh, she's been in a few, like, TV series, kind of guest starring, that kind of thing. So, again, this is probably to me, as far as I can tell one of her biggest, like, cinematic roles either. I think these kids have a future. I mean, if I was a director and there was, like, another, you know, role for sisters, like African-American sisters, I would hire these two because they already have the chemistry, so I would play on that when it comes to it. Overall, it's it's a good, kind of suspenseful movie. Gory, but I've seen worse. Uh, but it, it is one of those movies that, you know, you know the kids in it, I don't know if kids should see it because... Some of the line stuff is pretty intense and it may give them a bit of nightmares because, man, at one point it's like faces all bloodied and like, la, 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 la. <laughs> it just looks nasty. So, a little nightmare fuel there, if you will. So, that is my take of Beast or Le Bet, a Blu ray DVD combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me on Twitter. I'm at Ramblin' Russ, at R-A-M-B-A-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. -S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the you know, retweets and favorites on Twitter. And make sure you keep looking on Twitter for any contest information. I, I, I still had the timeless recording, although that could change anytime soon. I have not one. I have not two. I have three troisième copies of Nope to give away on Blu-ray to the to the first three people that that respond to the Twitter post I put out about it. You respond to it, give me the correct information and you know, follow me, DM me and and if it's correct, I will get back to you. All I need to get is your address and bamo, a copy of that movie is out to you. And I don't know how long this offer is going to last at the time it's recording. So, if you want a copy of it, it's there for you guys. I love doing giveaways, but you got to kind of come, you know, you know Got to take part in them. So that is there. Uh, so check it out on Twitter. I'll, again, I put like contest stuff, um, news about the show, uh, cover art, all that is there. Of course, you can check out new episodes right here in the Talk Shoot Network. I'm caller ID 18411. Check out all the new shows here, including other directories across the World Wide Web, including Spotify and Google Play and many other directories. If you want a, you know, a blast to the past, past, and check out some of my older shows way back where it started, 
2006, right up to about 2013. And then I moved to a more formal, more regular basis here in TalkShoe. Check out my original feed. That is at Lipson, HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Lipson, dot L-I-B-S-Y-N is in November, dot com. That's my original home on the internet where I have over lots, just hundreds of uh, episodes there, including some great content, some old interviews, reviews, convention coverage from the back of the day, a good old fan expo, all right there for you to check out if you want a little bit of, you know, a history lesson, see how the show is there, yubby. That is there, and of course, you can also check out uh, older episodes on many other directories across the World Wide Web, and in iTunes, it's a podcast, just type in Ramble Russell in the search engine for podcasts under iTunes, or iTunes under podcasts, and you'll find episodes there. Just a note for all you guys listening to me and talk show, sometimes in the comer- in the beginning of the episode, you'll get like a 30-second commercial, like some guy in Niagara selling real estate or some weird foreign language. Don't worry about it. You're still going to get my show. Just go for about 30 seconds, and then you'll hear my regular Let's Get Rambling intro, and then you got the show. So don't get thrown off by that. I can't control what gets put there. That's part of the free RSS I get through talk show. So just let you know it's out there in case you're going, what the heck was that start the show coming up on the, in the future of the show, man, I, I said, this is like the big time of year folks, right? Just everything starts ramping up and I do my best to keep up with you all. Cause you know, it's a lot of videos, only one of us coming up in future episodes of the show. I am making my way through the complete run of of Ray Donovan, the complete series, uh, all seven seasons and the movie, courtesy of Paramount Pictures Home Entertainment. Got, I'm working through that. I'm up to like season four at the time of this recording. And and it's so that mega review is coming. That probably will make it into uh, my uh, holiday, one of my holiday gift guides this year. I'm still working on those. There's a lot of things I hope to include this year. Some tech this year. Uh, so just keep listening and find out how those roll out. So that is that is um, on the docket. I'm hopefully getting that go, go through a little soon. I was going to do individual season reviews, but we'll, we'll see. I might just do one big one. Just get ready for that. So we're going through that. Also from um, Paramount, they did send me a brand new show on DVD called The Offer, which is a limited series based on the behind the scenes of The Godfather. So that's cool. I'll, I'll be going through that and give you that review in the near future. As well, Paramount sent me the uh, movie Jerry Amard Go Large with Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. That movie is in the future as well as some more stuff from uh, Well Go USA, the, the movie Hansan, Han uh, Rising Dragon, uh, another Korean Blu-ray movie about uh, turtle boats in in in. Korea in the past, and these boats are amazing. We'll talk more about that when I review it. Then another blast in the past, this time on Blu-ray Steelbook with Mean Girls, the uh, Blu-ray review on Steelbook, courtesy of Paramount Pictures Home Entertainment. That is coming up, and and probably near the end of the year, but more like you part of the gift guide, I still try to make my way through the massive Sony Pictures Classic Six disc volume three collection on 4K Blu ray. A huge six movies in one big box set, lots of extras. That that I'm working on and is coming out. More likely, that's going to be in the holiday gift guide because it's so massive. And I do want to give you know a complete coverage as much as I can for that. 
but that is coming up in the future. That's just some of the things that I am working on right now. And when it comes to December and Paramount, man, there's just some titles. I, I just got the re request recently. It's really cool stuff. I'm hoping to talk to you guys about coming up in December. I put my requests in. We'll see where they go, as always. But some of the titles possibly to show up on the show uh, in the coming weeks and month or so, month and bit, depending on how I get through things. Uh, just some of those things just out there, just to let you guys know, include... Uh, the the complete series of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles circa 2012. I have talked about the show many episodes in the past, but they've finally released a complete series of that, so maybe we'll revisit a little TMNT circa 2012. And let's show about that. Also, Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is coming out in December as well as Reacher Season 1. Not to be confused with Jack Reacher. I believe this is a totally different show with a different actor. So that's coming out. And then the movie Smile on 4K, Blu-ray, and other formats, as well as the South Park post-COVID episodes. And on uh, Blu-ray and DVD, the movie Secret Headquarters. So a physical release, a movie that I talked about digitally quite a, quite a little bit ago. So that's all that's... Heading out for December, I have requested copies of all that, and we'll see what I get. And there's some other things from Warner, too, that are coming out. Oh, from Warner Brothers, uh, I should have coming my way a bunch of Christmas stuff, because, you know, Halloween's over, so we're rolling into Christmas. And that includes 4K um, releases of the Christmas movies, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas, Elf, uh, the Santa Claus movie, and the Polar Express. Man, all those... Uh, coming your way soon because you know it's, it's for November, so Christmas is just around the bend. So, all that stuff is on its way, and I'll be talking to you guys about that very, very soon. I'm really curious to see how these old movies age in 4K. Some movies really upscale well, and some, eh, not so much. So, we'll see how that is. So, and I believe still waiting my copy of Bodies, 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 uh, courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment as well. So, lots of content. And I, I've reached out some companies for some, uh, there may be multiple holiday gift guides this year, Ramblers. That may happen. And might be a lot of tech coming up, especially courtesy of the mics folks at Samsung. So, look for that in the future. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I do tech here and there. So, lots of stuff. <sighs> Keeping me busy in the upcoming weeks and month and or two or so. As always, um, uh, if you want to contribute to the show, if you want to give back to the show, uh, you know, and, and help out, I have set up, I remind you, I've set up my Amazon wish, wish, wish list page. Any item on that list that, that, you, that you select and purchase, will I will review it and credit you. If you don't want to credit you don't want me to credit you, I won't. But it's a way that you contribute to the show, get back to it, all the work that I put into this, and control the content of what goes on the show. I don't have Patreon. I don't sell merch of the show. I don't have any kind of money that way. And so this is all I ask is just, you know, and, and I put things up on that wish list, things I've thought about reviewing, but I want to gauge your interest. If enough people use it and do it, then maybe I'll shift some of my reviews to that a little bit. We'll see. But I'll only know if you let me know 
and do that. Links for the Amazon wish list are in the show notes. Just look at the web address I put for it. And they've also I've also posted them up on Twitter if you want to check them out there. That's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.